2: Awesomes, welcome back to Awesome Today. I'm your host, Meg Teets. Joined with me this Labor Day Monday is my husband, Kyle, who has done plenty of labor himself. I don't know. I should have thought
3: about that before I started this sentence. Well, I've had five children. Yes. So
2: It is the birth of one of our children. Yeah. I did not labor with her.
3: No, I did.
2: Did you? How much? At
3: least for like 10 seconds.
2: You labored when you found out we were going to have a baby at the beginning of football season when you were no, a football coach. I was
3: referencing when I impregnated you, but that's different, I guess.
2: <laughs> that's racy. Is it? It's a little spicy mm-hmm. for awesome today.
3: Maybe this is a rated lowercase E episode. Oh. It's not full on explicit.
2: Okay. Um. It is our daughter's birthday. Okay. Yeah, I know. Our Whenever. second daughter. Yes. Yeah. We have two. This is the second one. Jan. <laughs> yes, she <laughs> Jan embodies Brady. the spirit of Jan Brady. <laughs> In the, all of the best ways. Um, also, I truly, I genuinely did not labor with her. She was a planned repeat cesarean. Yeah. So that you, the football coach, could be there. But
3: that wasn't why we did it. W-
2: what do you mean? Why we had a planned cesarean? Right. Hell yeah, it is. No, it's not. Where were you fifteen years ago when I was planning all of this out?
3: Um, As I recall, Your Honor, Uh the the OB is Mm -hmm. that what they are? The the woman doctor for the baby. You're definitely setting up your credibility for this story. Um, She was like, "Oh, once you've had cesarean, you never go back." (laughs) That's That's how she said it. That's incorrect. Which was creepy. And we were at a club at the time. That was even weirder. I don't know why all that happened, but that's what happened.
2: What really happened is I did get pregnant with
3: another you? man's
2: baby. <laughs> Just listen. No, AJ looks very much like the teat side Whatever. of the family. Teat side of the family.
3: Uh-huh. Um, the side that married in. So you're telling me it's one of my uncles, not by blood?
2: Oh my gosh, that's
3: gross. That is gross. You I need know to, all of them. And you you, there's to, no good choices there, ma'am. You
2: need to backtrack that.
3: You wish you could.
2: And damn it.
3: Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my uncles.
2: It is literally <laughs> one of your uncles. That's true. Um and so you so have every, a lot.
3: Everybody has an uncle Jim, don't yeah, they? But you know I mean, what? I don't, everybody doesn't have hmm. an uncle Dick. And you do. And I do. Yes. And the best part is, tell your story about the boys.
2: Well, the boys and I, we were doing our reading, our ELA, English Language Arts, for...
3: <laughs> when you were saying that, I heard you say ELA, but I was expecting you to say English second language, which is borderline true for those two <laughs> yes. meatheads.
2: Yes. Um, we were working on our reading this past week, and we were reading a passage from the classic American novel, Black Beauty. Mm-hmm. Surprised to no one, I've never read that book. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But we were reading a passage from it, and it talked about various characters in that novel. One of them is named Dick. And before we got to that part on the page, Mac, one of our twins, who's nine, the twins are nine, <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: They're both nine, believe it or
2: not. Yes. Mac freaked out. He was like, this book says the D word. And I was like, what? What's happening? And he pointed it out. And I was like, oh, Lord. So then I had to go through a whole explanation about, yes, that is what we say. The D, We call the D word. It's a crass term for male anatomy uh he was both both of them were just flabbergasted and they they just could not believe they could not wrap their minds around the fact that somebody could be named dick oh well
3: yes and then later later that day when i'd heard this and shared with them i have an uncle dick they were like they didn't believe they literally
2: didn't believe you i had to look him up on facebook yes it was it was a both traumatic and enlightening day for everybody What were we talking about? Oh, your uncles and how AJ was born in the first week of the football season. Okay. So I got pregnant with AJ. I had had a cesarean section for Day C, the baby who would not leave the womb.
3: She stayed two extra weeks. (laughs) Yes.
2: So when I first found out I was pregnant with AJ, I was hoping to be able to have a vaginal birth after cesarean a VBAC, but then when we looked at the calendar and realized i mean aj's original due date was 9 yeah. 11 so we we're like well maybe <sighs> okay but then we started to look and be like okay the football season is going to be absolutely happening by the first week of september first yeah. or second week of september it feels
3: like even it feels like even the first game or two was on the road yeah and i wouldn't I wasn't even going to be able to That's what it was. Yes. That's
2: right. The first two games were going to be on the road. What? Why are you in here? Why is
3: this guy in here?
2: Those are... That's fine. You can wear them. That's fine. Go. Nico brought me a variety of gold bangles that he found in my room. He should not be in there, but... He should not. um, Anyway, we realized that there is a very high possibility that you would not even be in the city of San Marcos. Not even in the state. Not even in the state. And so we did, upon consulting with my OB, decide. And my Uncle Jim. <laughs> and your Uncle Dick. It was a family conference. We yep. decided to go ahead and have the uh, it was elective repeat cesarean.
3: When the doctor came in and she's like, so which one abused the father? And nobody answered.
2: Yeah. Okay. I hate that I hate that joke that's not funny <laughs> oh my gosh we've spent like the better part of 10 minutes just telling a very obscure story from our family history okay. only only like five percent of
3: let me ask how many people the, do you think tune into this expecting bullet points of <laughs> valuable news
2: that's how my brain works though it just like no your face looks skeptical you think I'm at being sus My brain works in terms of checking the timestamps and being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we've talked about this for this long. Okay. Okay. Um, Anyway, happy AJ's birthday and happy Labor Day to the rest of you. Indeed. Wherever you you are, if you're celebrating Labor Day. Yes. I don't know that Claire in New Zealand, our dear and beloved Claire, is celebrating Labor Day. Maybe not. But
3: yes. Okay. sick
2: in sick. Claire, You're telling Claire.
3: Yeah, Colin sick.
2: By the time Awesome Today drops, I always drop it at two o'clock in the morning on Monday mornings. That means it's what, like, probably two o'clock in the afternoon in New Zealand, right? That feels
3: right. Yeah,
2: Claire, please, please chime in and correct me and tell me what time Awesome Today drops for you in New Zealand.
3: Now is it two o'clock on Monday? Sunday or Tuesday?
2: I think it's or, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday because okay. I drop it at she'll, 2 a.m. She'll
3: clarify this. So could Google, but I, my <laughs> fingers are tired from scratching my butt. That's Well,
2: not that part. I was going to say, that's exactly what Nico says when I ask him to help me with something. <laughs> he'll be like, well, my hands are tired. Or he'll say, I have no hands. My yes. hands are gone. Okay. So let's do a little watch and read and listen And lifestyle. Well,
3: maybe you will.
2: You don't have much in the watch category.
3: I don't. I I can't think of anything I watched more than a few minutes before crashing out this week.
2: I watched two things that I absolutely, genuinely loved. Both of them on Netflix. Now, can we tell the Awesome Today fam, can we let them in on the weirdness that is our Netflix profile situation and how we've gender swapped it? (laughs)
3: Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Spill the spill the family secrets.
2: If you have Netflix, you know that Netflix lets you set up profiles for the various users in the in the family. And so on our Netflix account, we have an account called Mother. Yes. We have an account called Dad. Daddy O. Yes. We have an account called Daisy, an account called AJ, and an account called Twins. For whatever reason, the account that's called Mother is the main one that you and I watch together. And yes. I would even say you use it the most considering how much I sleep
3: while you're watching things. It's true. It's So here's the thing. We would have only ever had one, except the twins started watching all kinds of silliness. Yes. Kids programming. Yes. And it was muddying up the algorithm for yes. us. Yes, right. Because we only ever watched it together. Right, yeah. Or in the same room or whatever. For sure. So then we'd gotten one for them. And then... Not to be cheated, Jan Brady, our second daughter, decided, well, everyone deserves to have their own profile. And so everyone had one. And she set up our avatars, everything.
2: Well, the majority of the programming that you and I watch together is on the Mother account. However, when I want to watch my rom-coms, my reality shows, my Queer Eye, the things that I know that you're not going to be into, I go over to the Daddio account.
3: To be clear. No one asked you to do that. There was (laughs) no expectation of it.
2: Okay. 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 That's fair to say. No one asked me to do it. However, I feel like intuitively, I knew that you didn't want your Netflix algorithm messed up with mine getting muddied in. And I will tell you the reason why I thought this proactively and preemptively and all the Words, Because this is what happened to my Spotify account being connected to the Alexa that we used to have. People, whoever was in the kitchen would just be like, Alexa, play this. Well, it was connected to my Spotify. Mm-hmm. So my Spotify, you're in listening, would have it K-pop. K-pop. Yeah. It would have K-pop. It would have Sesame that Street.
3: That wasn't my... Listening (laughs) choice, just for the
2: record. It would have Rex Orange County. It would have all of these artists that I just was not invested in, did not care about. And I would be so depressed every year when people were sharing their Spotify year and listening. And I'd be like, well, mine has a bunch of garbage on it that I never listened to. I wanted
3: to say bullshit. Well. You can. Okay. It's the Monday show. Thank you. There's only one person I know of who listens to episodes that disapproves of my language. Okay. Well. Noted.
2: So all of that to say, (laughs) this is the watching section of Watch, Read, Listen, Lifestyle. I watch two things on Netflix on the O account, uh, or or screen name, I should say. The first one is a rom-com movie called The Wedding Season. It's about a young modern woman who is Indian. Her parents are Indian immigrants, so she's like kind of straddled. Like Columbus
3: Indians? No, A.K.A. Native Americans no. or people from India?
2: Are you kidding me? I would never use such outdated terminology. I was saying from India. But you would
3: say that word that way? Yeah, you would. Okay. It's my
2: show. I <laughs> say okay. it how I want There you terminology. go. Terminology. <laughs> <laughs> um, her parents very, very, very much want for her to get married.
3: Did they arrange it?
2: Well, they want to except they're willing to meet her halfway and but so what the mom does is set up her profile for her on an Indian dating app oh boy and it makes a match with an Indian young man the rom-com unfolds from there
3: it sounds hilarious it's i don't
2: know that it's <laughs> i would not say it's heavy on the comedy but it is very romantic I okay. absolutely ate this movie up I loved it so much it is a very conventional rom-com in terms of you can see what's going to happen you you can be 10 steps ahead of the action in the story you know what's going to happen it's quite predictable but it's also very delightful and I loved it so much it's called the wedding season it's on Netflix if you're looking but it's forward- a movie it's a movie okay if you're looking for an easy breezy rom-com, I had no idea and I have learned a lot via via um what's the word I'm looking for media about the emphasis in Indian culture on getting married. Okay. I genuinely was ignorant of how Strongly emphasize that is in Indian culture.
3: I guess so. Right now, you're making hand motions so aggressively. I do I'm this covering my sensitive areas. I
2: do this a lot. I almost punched you.
3: I noticed.
2: Um, but the the reason it's called Wedding Season is because between the two of them, the man and woman in this rom com, they have been invited to fourteen weddings in one. Summer.
3: That's a lot.
2: And they agree to fake date and be a couple and just get through wedding season together, so everybody will leave them alone about and finding someone they to get married. Fall in and love. they fall in love. Of course, it's a fake dating into true romance. It's my favorite thing. One of my favorite things. My other favorite thing is enemies is to lovers. Yet? By the end, everything works out.
3: So, does he propose at someone else's wedding? Uh, there is. That's a real <laughs> jerk move, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
2: There is a thing that does happen at the wedding reception of the main character's sister that I'm like, this is wildly unrealistic because no bride, no bride is going to stand back and be like, oh, sure, let this other couple have the spotlight and let their whole romance play out. Yeah, that's, that's No, not... no, 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 no. So anyway, that's the wedding season. It's on Netflix. Okay. Also on Netflix is a series, not a movie, but a new series called The Partner Track. It's based on Helen Yan's novel from 2013. The main character's name is Ingrid Yoon. She is a lawyer, an up-and-coming lawyer who really, really, really wants to be on that
3: partner track. What kind of law does she practice?
2: It's like corporate merger, espionage, well,
3: mergers, mergers and acquisitions.
2: Yes, that's it. Okay. How'd you know that?
3: Uh, well,
2: are you a lawyer? Are you a ninja lawyer?
3: I a lawyer ninja. I don't. There's an animal. Yeah,
2: they're chewing on the bones. Go 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 go. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't it's even, re- I, I like have tuned that out. Cause I'm so used to it. I hope that wasn't being picked up on the probably, microphone.
3: Probably get reported to the ASPCA
2: <laughs> for letting our dogs chew on bones. Yes. Okay. Um, tell me how you know about a merger and acquisition
3: law. Well, this oftentimes ties into securities, which is in fact the realm in which my hat has been hung I don't mm. know where I keep my or gloves filled with Vaseline, so my hands stay soft oh, for my lady. That
2: was a John Steinbeck deep cut, and yeah, I appreciate
3: was. it for you. He only did you the one for glove, though. Not both gloves. You keep both one. of them in there. Both, yeah.
2: <laughs> I want two soft hands, so you can practice that mer- merger and
3: acquisition law. Yes, with both hands.
2: Yes. Well, yes, that's exactly right. That's what our main character Ingrid. That's the firm. That's the thing that they're doing is mergers and acquisitions. So. This is, okay, Netflix has categorized this as a legal drama. That is wildly generous. This is a very, it is legal in terms of the main character is a lawyer, and all of her friends are lawyers, so there's legal parlance being exchanged. However, it's really a romantic comedy situation. Another
3: rom-com. Another rom-com. I'm in the
2: rom-com mood. I guess so. Um,
3: Sorry, I'm not scratching that itch for you
2: you are both romantic I i'm mean, a
3: dark comedy
2: you are a dark you're a thank dark you. com thank you well you, you bring the dark com to my life uh-huh. do you want to be a, a meet cute rom-com
3: yes do you it's my number one goal no basically I
2: um there's a romantic love triangle at the center of Ingrid's family, life with
3: the other fathers of our children. <laughs> don't, be, don't be gross. You're the gross one. And this, you could I have done so much better than Uncle Jim. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hate it, and I hate you. Um, the partner track is very delightful. If you're also, if you if you are still in that mood for a romantic comedy. And you like lawyery stuff.
3: And this one's a series. It's a series. So you watch the movie and you're like, I need more yes. rom-com in my life. That's
2: what happened to me. That's yeah. exactly what happened. I finished the wedding season and Netflix was like, hey, 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 hey. You like rom-coms? Have you watched the partner track?
3: you know what the original romantic comedy was? What, baby? It was the action thriller movie where some person who was a former Navy SEAL just trying to live out their life in quietude, their wife or daughter was either kidnapped or killed, and then they had to go and bring retribution. It was romantic, and then they had the one-liners, like the Schwarzenegger's famous for. Yeah. That was the comedy. That was the original rom-com.
2: Is, can you give us some examples of that?
3: Um, basically, every movie Schwarzenegger was ever in, yeah. except for maybe Predator and the... What's the ones were. Dang it. Robot. Terminator? Yeah, the Terminator series. I, my mind just went blank.
2: In the rom coms that Schwarzenegger was in, did anyone ever have to get to the chopper?
3: I think everything he's ever been in has required getting to a chopper.
2: Was that a euphemism
3: for something else? No.
2: Because they literally had to get to the
3: chopper. No, no, it was not. It could have been, and it should be now. And probably you could pretend that it is and enjoy his movies very differently. <laughs> Yeah, get it to the chopper.
2: I feel like I have so much on this list that's just me talking. Do you have any watches that you want to mention? I told you I, I, I okay. didn't
3: watch anything this week. Okay, Thanks for listening when I said that. You're welcome. Now it is actually time for the listening section. No, it's time for reading. Listening. Watch, read. Oh, listen, last You time. scrolled too far the I else? did.
2: I was scrolling. I was I scrolling.
3: could have sworn I just read and scrolled among your page, but that's not <laughs> what it says. Thank you for not reading about that.
2: Okay. I'm not going to spend too many words talking about the book that I just finished this week because it is going to be an awesome of the week. I'm sort of awesome later this month. Say
3: the name. I will say the
2: name. I read via audio. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I read via audio. My ears can read. My ears can read and my hips don't lie. (laughs) Okay.
3: My hips constantly lie. (laughs) As I fall down the stairs in the morning because they don't work when I first wake up.
2: Yeah, you and all of your sons. They're so clumsy in the morning. What happens? just happens. Okay. I read The Violin Conspiracy by Brendan Slocum, narrated for not, audio.
3: Not, not scrotum. Brendan Slocum. No. Slocum.
2: Brendan Slocum, narrated on audio by J.D. Jackson. This book was fantastic. It was 12 hours, and I blew through it. Like, I would find – I cleaned out – I cleaned out our boys' room this morning because I was like, "I've got a couple of hours left of listening.
3: Let's do this." It you was spent so good. Hours in their room. Cleaning.
2: Uh, yeah, you didn't know that or realize it. No, I was working. I'm going to go take a nap in traffic.
3: So well, that'll solve a lot.
2: Bye. <laughs> I did spend hours working on their room. Have you looked at it?
3: I I glanced.
2: I would invite you to. I would take invite a closer
3: like to stop cleaning their damn room.
2: Um, it wasn't just a cleaning; it was a clean out. Well, let's
3: just hold off, and then okay. when they go to college, we'll throw it all away.
2: Definitely yes. The violent conspiracy is fantastic. It's amazing. It's brilliant. Again, it. I will use more
3: words on it. That's enough. You're in running, the future, you're ruining the next episode. Why would people
2: buy the cow if they're
3: getting the milk for free?
2: It's later in September when I talk about it on the show, but just okay. know that that's fantastic. I'm also that's when you
3: buy your milk
2: Yes at night and the cow before I go to sleep, I like to have a little something to help me wind down
3: and get sleepy. Besides pure grain alcohol. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, that's a that good, didn't, that didn't no, it's a good way to wake up with a headache and regret. And
3: blindness in <laughs> one eye.
2: Yes. I've also been reading the bartender's cure by Wesley Stratton. Okay. I think this Are
3: came you listening again. No,
2: no, this is reading on the Kindle. See oh. at night. I like to actually read print mm-hmm. and this has been a good wind down book. Okay. Um, The Bartender's Cure is about a main character named Sam who's gone through a pretty gnarly breakup with a boyfriend. She moves to Brooklyn to live with her best friend while she kind of gets back on her feet again. And she starts working in this really like trendy kind of hipstery neighborhood bar in Brooklyn. You get a little of the backstory of Sam the main character sprinkled throughout, but you also the the author, which i I looked up at before we started recording the author herself is a bartender in Brooklyn, of course, and so she packs in a lot of information about the history of various kinds of alcohol and cocktails into the book, and it's wildly fascinating i've been taking I've been doing so many highlighting notes
3: I wondered why as you you've can been do in Kindle a grease pen to write on the wall. <laughs> We just painted. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We should have. We didn't.
2: Oh, my gosh. I was about to say we've never painted a room of a house we've lived in, but oh, my gosh. I have. What? I oh, was- yeah, you have. Yeah. But do you remember, you and I got married in in June of 98. By April of 99, we moved into the dorm director's apartment mm. in the um, residence hall where I had lived as an undergrad. Yes. And there was a teeny tiny bathroom in that crazy apartment. Mm-hmm. And I, for God knows what reason, decided I would paint
3: electric yellow.
2: It, I wanted it to.
3: It <laughs> shone like a beacon on the hill. It glowed in the dark. It was so yellow.
2: <laughs> I was 21 years old and I had no taste. I don't, what on earth possessed me to paint that?
3: i don't know i don't know because you could
2: and it was before pinterest i had no yeah. sense of like what looks it's good it's probably on
3: pinterest it now. probably is not, on nightmares yeah, of pinterest not on the recommended it's side. on it's on the dark web version of pinterest yes pinterest is what they call it
2: Pinterest. Yeah. oh nice it was so bad. I should not be trusted with paint or decorating decisions ever, and I fully own that.
3: It was rough. It was rough. I feel like there was like a very emerald green accent in there, too. Your memory is better than mine. Maybe we had an emerald green shower curtain or something. I don't know, but it was... Oh, God, bless America. Either one it was a so challenging bad. challenging color to work with, oh and my together... Gosh. They did not play well.
2: It was the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. And you, being the kind newlywed husband that you were, you were like, "Okay, good. That's good for you." You painted a little <laughs> a bathroom. Newlywed, I
3: said, "Bathroom looks great. Take your clothes off." <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? It was. Um, okay, I so don't. I have a question. Wait, I don't even know why I was saying that. I don't um, painting. That. I have no idea what that had to do with the. Book I was talking about. Oh, painterist.
3: Yes, maybe something.
2: Yes, I don't know, but
3: I have a question. Okay, so I know that you listen to quite a few books.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: On occasion, I listen to one as well. What's your feel on the importance of the right voice for narration or reading, whatever you call that? Like,
2: how important is it to the experience?
3: Yeah, I would say it's all the way at the top of the. So metrics would you would you say that a mediocre book could be great if the reader was great absolutely, and that a great book could be terrible with the bad reader one thousand percent yes I agree I agree. I can only think of two books definitively, and I've probably listened to more than two, but mm-hmm. two definitively, one where it was one on each end of that spectrum, okay, which one Do you even remember which two I've read and which one I'm going to say was great?
2: I'm going to say, if you don't agree with me that it was great, our marriage is in trouble. Well, it probably
3: already is, but go ahead. Project Hail Mary. Of course. Was brilliantly performed and read. It was the voice hit, fit the character, the main yes. character, so well. And then what they did for Rocky.
2: Yes. It was amazing. It it's was, one of the best audio productions ever. Yes.
3: And they did a little bit of synthesizer stuff in yes. there, too. It was, it was very well done. Yes. To me, one of the worst. Um, it's a fantastic book called Never Split the Difference. Oh, by yeah. Chris Voss, who's a former lead FBI negotiator, FBI hostage 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 negotiator, negotiator. Mm -hmm. like yeah, the guy that they had read it. I felt like he had a foreign,
2: okay, bit of a foreign accent. I don't know,
3: but it was so not. And I'd heard Chris Voss Mm -hmm. in on other podcasts and things, and it was so not him. And I feel like for somebody, for somebody like hmm, back up for a topic like this, Mm -hmm. where a lot of the book. As it's making a point, it's intermingled with a hostage negotiating situation. Right. Well, the person narrating that.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: sounds like they would
3: have failed any hostage negotiation ever of because course. there was no yeah. there's no confidence in the void that not like Chris has inherent to him from having yeah. lived through so many things so it made it really challenging had i been first exposed through the audio rather than reading it i never would have finished it
2: interesting and that's a shame because that's a fantastic book yes you don't ever have to have been in a hostage negotiation to learn really brilliant ways of communicating with people and why people and
3: making them your hostage.
2: <laughs> why people come to the quote unquote table for negotiations the way they do. It's, mm-hmm. it's one mm-hmm. of the best nonfiction books I've ever read.
3: It's very good. It's very good. Okay. Um, are we all the way to We're to listening?
2: listen? Yeah. I'm just going to mention this briefly. Okay. Um, a couple of years ago, I, had as an awesome of the week on, um, sort of awesome, the podcast, your own backyard, which tells the story of Kristen Smart. Do you remember Kristen Smart and her disappearance in the late 1990s?
3: Vaguely.
2: Well, you were playing and coaching football at the collegiate level at the time. So it may not have stuck out to you. This was even before we got married. I feel like this happened.
3: Okay. Then yeah. Cause I was, yeah. I participated in no media at right. the time.
2: Um, Kristen Smart was a freshman at the, what's the university in San Luis Obispo, uh, Um, Cal Poly? Yeah, Cal Poly. Okay. And at the end of her freshman year, she disappeared and it's presumed that she was murdered. And your own backyard is made by Chris Lambert, who is a- My backyard is? Nope. The name of the podcast. okay. Your own backyard. Chris Lambert is- Get
3: it? Because it's your backyard. Exactly. Okay
2: is from San Luis Obispo. I hope I'm saying that right. Slow. slow, San Luis or San Luis Obispo?
3: I've always heard it. San, San, Luis San, San, Luis, San Luis, Luis,
2: San Luis Obispo. Okay. San Luis Obispo. SLO. Okay. But slow is what
3: okay. the people That's from it. That's what the
2: locals call, call it? it? Okay. That's my understanding.
3: I coached with a guy. Yeah. Um, awesome dude. Who spent some, I think his first, I think it was his first full-time job coaching was there. And he always referenced it as slow.
2: Okay. All right. I take your word for it. So Chris Lambert is from that community and was intrigued by, and um, you could even say haunted by, Kristen Smart's disappearance. So all of these years later, um, just a couple of years ago, he made a podcast called Your Own Backyard. Mm -hmm. And... It's brilliant. It's it's one of my top three. I listen to a lot of true crime
3: podcasts. So it is true crime. It is true crime. Okay, I was yeah. wondering that. Yes. Yes, okay.
2: If you were to say top three true crime podcasts, this is absolutely in that, in that area. Okay. And the case had not exactly gone cold, but it was like everybody kind of knew who the person was that was responsible for her disappearance and oh, wow. presumed murder. Yeah. And then... This year, or maybe it was last year, the suspect was finally arrested, and the trial had begun this year. And so...
3: That's good law enforcement right there.
2: (laughs) It's very complicated. And so... Chris Lambert has gone in. He cannot take his recording equipment into the trial, which has been right. happening over the summer, but what he's been doing is obviously being there. The
3: trial's been happening. The trial has been not happening. been sneaking his recording equipment into the right. trial, though he wasn't supposed to.
2: Right, exactly. Okay. He's been going. I figured
3: that's what you meant. Yes. But I did want to clarify.
2: He's been going and being a person in the courtroom. I don't yes. know what that's called. I, don't, I hate to say spectator. That feels gross. Um, like
3: fanboy no
2: that's not right um peeper he's been there
3: at the courthouse he's been there as a peeper
2: yes for the trial of this suspect and then he is taking everything he's learned and all of this other other information and has put it into these follow-up episodes okay
3: so it was a (laughs) pre-existing series yes and now he's tacking tacking on some more at the end
2: yes good for him is mostly what i wanted to say so I listened to that. Mostly I was listening to The Violin cons- Conspiracy because, again, it was 12 hours long. Well,
3: even it was a conspiracy. And and it takes was, a while to switch You those. know
2: I love a conspiracy, especially if it involves a violin. So,
3: oh, Right? Violins are delightful.
2: Let's talk lifestyle. Okay. First of all, yesterday I took Nika with me to The Costco.
3: Is that like the Facebook? It's like
2: the Facebook. It's like the H E B. It is the everything. So I took him to the Costco with me
3: mm-hmm.
2: it, almost immediately into our trip from across the crowded aisles of Costco. He saw the rack with the Halloween costumes mm-hmm. and he saw one specific one that he simply had to have. Have I ever told Nico no about anything?
3: Only when you, when he's like, mom, do you hate me? <laughs>
2: So he saw this firefighter costume that fire he just
3: the boy loves a firefighter. He loves
2: a firefighter. He had to have it, and I was like, okay. So he was a firefighter for Halloween last year, for the record. And he saw this costume, which was a huge upgrade oh, over last year. Last
3: year looks so bootleg.
2: Last year's was some trashy Amazon BS, and this year's is wow. like he went to the Met Gala this
3: year, and they gave him if there is a fire. And the other firefighters show up they're going to be like, "You toddler, come help us <laughs> you're geared,
2: so we came home from Costco, you and I were in the Your kitchen plastic
3: axe is melting <laughs>
2: I did get other stop.
3: stop blowing the fire whistle because oh, damn geez. it man, this has a whistle that it's was my one mistake whistle ever it was and the worst mistake of my life
1: it. that
2: was the whistle. I should have just like made it disappear immediately,
3: yeah it, I'm telling you, you can. They've they've sewn it on yeah. the cord attached to the whistle, but you can just snip a snip little snip, snip, snip,
2: snip. I am going to do that. But in the meantime, we got home. We he immediately wanted to put his costume on, of course. But yeah. I was putting some groceries. You and I were putting groceries away in the kitchen, and he was like, "Okay, mom and dad, I'm ready for my costume." Comes into the kitchen, butt ass naked, except for socks. Except for he socks. Had socks on. He had socks on, naked with socks on, ready for the costume. <laughs> like real. <brutal. laughs> Firemen wear underwear, <laughs> and he was like, "Firemen wear underwear." And we're like, "Yes, firemen wear underwear." And then he's basically lived in the costume. The first thing this morning when he woke me up, five thirty this morning, "Where's my fireman well, costume?" He, he
3: slept in the top. Yes, he put PJ bottoms on, but yes. he slept in the coat. Yes, yeah, but he wanted those pants back on yes.
2: this morning.
3: Yes, all right. I've never seen a child love a thing more than he does that. It's amazing.
2: All right. I've been talking so much. Now there's a reason why you haven't been watching the Netflix or reading the books or listening to anything. And I'm going to give you the floor to the floor, the floor, the mic, whatever you want to kind of fill in the awesome today fam on what you've been up to.
3: Well, I won't go into gory detail because it's probably not that interesting to other people. And it might be illegal. (laughs) And it could very well be litigatable. And then we'd have our own not-rom-com based on attorney lifestyles. Legal drama. Yes. Uh, Legal uh, uh, log-com? Leg-com?
2: Leg-com. Something.
3: Yeah. Now, um, several months back it became apparent that my business was going to be changing. And, man, that's been a real... Roller coaster of trying to figure things out.
2: The business that you have had for the past nine over nine years, right? Or I guess well, nine years. It's something coming up on nine years. Yeah. Anyway, it's Whatever. been the it's been the big part of our last decade of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the predominant yeah. player
3: there. So, a lot of research, a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of things to try to get everything lined out, and even just to figure out it took some things didn't require an immediate decision because we knew part of what needed to happen we knew it was going to take time and so i took the time rather than rushing into a decision but everything has really started to come together in the past what 3 weeks yeah in terms of exactly where we're going with things so i'm i'm basically selling part of my part of a business that i own i'm establishing another business i'm doing all kinds of stuff all at once which involves attorneys and third parties and yes it's been a lot yes. of very busy days and stressful from the perspective anytime you don't know exactly what you're doing and you're in new territory on stuff uh it's it's a more intense and tiring feeling. So by the time I've hit the bedroom, I've been like, tell a what? And
2: <laughs> Yes.
3: Just snoring. I've undoubtedly I know I've been arguing in my sleep, mm-hmm. like argue talking in my sleep, trying to straighten things out and We're we're near the end. Um I think we're through the stressful portion.
2: I know we are. At this point. I believe that, yes. Now in
3: terms of when everything is In finality and on paper, maybe, maybe October 1st. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But yeah, big sweeping changes in the life.
2: It's been a summer of both upheaval, but like upheaval in a good way.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because. Actually moving towards, moving towards some things that I, I didn't realize how badly I wanted to do and probably wouldn't have taken the chance if it weren't for Right. Oh, you got to do something now. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And I think a lot of people in the Awesome Today fam can relate to that. The specifics may not be the same, yeah. but there come times in our lives where the unexpected happens and you've got to make some choices. And, and it first may feel terrible because as this process began, it didn't feel great.
3: No, it felt very betraying.
2: Yes. But as things Because have, it
3: was. <laughs> but that's another story.
2: For another day. For a private, very super private podcast. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Called, you'll have to come over for dinner to get a whole scoop on that. Yeah. Um, But truly, sometimes in the upheaval and in the midst of some really big and overwhelming feelings about things, you start to go like, oh, but wait. If this happens, then that means I could do this thing. Right. right.
3: So. I do want to tack one other thing onto this. And there's on cue, the dogs being brilliant. (laughs) Um, we, we talked about this, I think yesterday, maybe the day before, I don't know, my days are kind of muddy right now, but when you're, when you are in a moment of transition, I think it's not uncommon that you, you begin to see just as things look like it's, you know, something's going to start moving and mm-hmm. be favorable. You start to see all of a sudden this pile up yes. of unfavorable, of potentially problematic things. Yes. And from a past spiritual perspective, we would have looked at that and adopted a mindset of, well, hey, look, anytime you're doing what God wants you to do, Satan's going to come try to trip you and things, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and that's just something I don't know that I believe anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I believed it at the time. It was just the thing I knew to quote. Because... Sure. That's what everybody would always said. Right. And if that's something you believe, that's fine. And yeah. All that, I'm not here to crush anybody's uh, yeah. thing. But it dawned on me that as I, as I looked and, and kind of contemplated everything that had gone on that I would have formerly assigned to something like that, well, no one of the events were abnormal. In fact, they were quite normal and quite frequent, some of them there was nothing abnormal about them at all that I think it's that it's in the moment of transition that you're hyper alert. Yes. And so it feels a lot more impactful and special than it actually really is. And when I was able to grab a hold of that perspective, I was able to reclaim my chill. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. Reclaim my chill. Mm -hmm. That's a good
3: mantra for anyone. Should I mutter that as i Run my grocery cart up and down the aisles running into people. (laughs) Reclaim my chill. Reclaim my chill. I'm just plowing over people.
2: Yes. Who's going to tell your dog to reclaim her chill? She's trying to climb in my lap right now. Both dogs
3: have decided whatever upset them at the front door. Now it's time for some reassurance.
2: Well, the week started too as in the midst of all of the bananas stuff that's been happening business-wise for you, the week started with you being like, hey, you know what sounds good? (laughs) And you know what? I know that my
3: wife loves. You love some dirty-ass catfish. Catfish. I grew up on it. I yeah. still love it. You can't talk me out For of it. For anybody that's never had catfish, mm-hmm. catfish is whitefish. Yeah, sort of. That Taste. tastes, honestly, a good catfish tastes like a white fish that somebody has lightly rolled in dirt. Yep. You don't get the grit nope. of dirt, just
2: this. It's just muddy. Irshy,
3: muddy yep. flavor to it. And that's not even mud cat that's like that. It's all catfish. It's like you get a hold of a mud cat, you do get some grit. Oh, yeah. From the actual dirt. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. It's, uh, if, if it's part of your history growing up, you probably like it. Yeah. If not, you may or may not ever like it. So you could do this.
2: Yeah. And many
3: people do yeah. with whitefish. We'd never done it with catfish before. But we took it. I did, uh, you, you coat it with flour, let yeah. it set a little bit, right? Then you, you do the egg wash, a little bit of mustard in there with it, um, and then whatever, whatever you're going to bread it with. Yes. And I usually do about three-quarters cornmeal, one-quarter flour, and then paprika, g- garlic powder, salt, pepper, maybe some uh, ol bay. Just mm-hmm. whatever, whatever mood strikes, right? Yes. Deep fried it, and then we made delicious tacos. Yes. with it, so good. Took a cabbage slaw, and I think I used a bacon blue cheese like Ooh, pre-packaged yeah. bacon blue cheese dressing to make the slaw. Yeah, it was so good. It's really solid. You've. Through the years, you've
2: fried catfish for me many times, many times. Mm-hmm. You've also made fish tacos
3: for me many times. This is the first ever. This was the hybrid. The got married.
2: Yes. And it was so good. It really was. It
3: really was. Everybody, everybody got quiet and ate the meal.
2: Yep. It was extremely quiet. And that is when we're having a delicious meal. It happened a second time. Also with a fish. Are, with you, the fish. are you are you on the fish vibe? I am right
3: embracing now? my aquaticness. Okay,
2: because yesterday, again, I came home from Costco at all these groceries, and I had picked up a bag of salmon. 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 I was just going to bake it like a basic B, mm-hmm. but you were like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" You got salmon. We got
3: stuff. Historically, I have made a salmon patty Mm -hmm. much like a crab patty yeah or even a crabby patty if you're a spongebob fan for sure and the people respond well to it Mm -hmm. i did it a little bit differently this time a lot differently it's true they weren't patties they were balls Mm -hmm. everyone loved my balls yep i'm just gonna put that out there
2: the twins it was the first time as nine-year-old boys that they were sitting at dinner and they were like mom are these made from?
1: And they're right. like,
2: and they're like trying to hold back their <laughs> laughter. Are these made from real salmon balls? <laughs> and they thought they both just like fell out of their seats laughing. They thought it was hilarious. It was the first time they connected the idea of salmon balls and
3: balls. And as they said it, and then I had the image of a fish swimming off with a <laughs> ball sack dangling behind it. Gosh. I had my own chuckle. Yes, <laughs> I yes. Still do. I'm a child. I can't help it. But these were. And even
2: the twins who are the pickiest eaters.
3: Everybody ate it.
2: They not only ate it, they demanded more. Mm-hmm. Which is for our mm-hmm. twins that is like the sign. Now, this is one of Daisy's favorite meals when you do anything yep. salmon. So she was like completely glowing that you had put all this together. The twins are even a lot more skeptical. Yes. But you did some things differently.
3: I did. Okay. I did. Um so typically any type of, of seafood cake patty thing, which, again, I just I made a patty. I just didn't smash it out, so it was a ball. Most of the time you've got celery, onion, things like that in there. Yeah. Um, and I did that. Celery, onion, parsley, capers. For half of the celery and the onion that were in there, I did put it in raw. The other half. I skillet cooked. Yeah. And like butter butter browned, caramelized. Right. Dumped that in there. That was different. Um, You always do mayonnaise, mustard to consistency that you desire. I don't know how to measure that. Every time I've tried to follow a measurement on a recipe for that part, it never comes out the consistency I wanted. For sure. I either have to add more or I'm screwed because there's too much in it. (laughs) Right. And then you just have salmon slop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which we've had before, to be fair.
3: It tastes good. It tastes good,
2: but it's not what you were going for. You can just
3: take your teeth out and go ahead and enjoy it. I threw some Louisiana hot sauce in there. In Mm -hmm. the past, I'd use sriracha. Yeah. Put Louisiana hot sauce in. Oh, I found a very coarsely chopped pickle relish. Yeah. And I threw some, some of that in there. But the star, really. Always a little bit of uh, lemon juice in there. Mm-hmm. But the star this time. And actually, it was also, I feel like, very impactful for the Catfish Tacos. I'm becoming an increasingly huge fan of malted vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anybody from the UK would be like, duh. Right. Fish and chips is covered in it. Yes. Malted vinegar is a big, in fact, the brand is London's. London Pub. London Pub.
2: Yeah. Is the
3: brand that it's we've what, been getting. Yeah, what
2: we can get at our grocery store. Yes. It's
3: excellent. Yeah. We put it, we. I put it in pre and after because after I made the balls then I rolled them in the the breading uh cornmeal flour seasoning stuff and then deep fried those. Uh-huh. Um yeah, it's it was very solid, very good. And did uh lemon and malted vinegar after they came out of the fryer. So mm-hmm. I would encourage, if, if nothing else, everybody needs to get some malted vinegar in their life and toy with it. We even put it on steaks after they come yes. off of the fire.
2: I was, if you didn't mention that, I was going to. That's been the biggest surprise. You do like to, we do a, or you, I shouldn't say we. You do a really, you do a simple prep on the steak. Mm-hmm. Just salt them.
3: Salt, pepper, garlic, yeah. or just salt.
2: Yeah. But after they come out of the skillet, you've been adding some things. Your dog is shivering because the air conditioner is on. Well, He's literally shivering.
3: So um, precious.
2: One of the things, yeah, that you've been throwing on there is the malted vinegar,
3: which... It brings a, a schmacky.
2: Yes. An umami? No. Schmacky.
3: Schmacky. Okay. To I hate umami. What? It's, you hate the word? Well, that too. Okay. Now that you bring it up. But no, I just don't like the... I don't hate it. I don't like it. I've not found the application for that yet. That's like, oh, that's the answer. Okay.
2: Well, it brings a a definitely definite, like, definite smackiness mm-hmm. to it that
3: you it's it's literally on your tongue, like all the way back and on the very sides of your tongue. Those are the taste buds that get hit.
2: Yes. By the
3: that vinegar and it's mm. so, good. Mm-hmm. so
2: good. So good. So. Definitely, you had some victories in the kitchen as you are taking off with your new business. It's been a pretty great week.
3: It's It has. It has. It's been a good, as I was saying earlier, tired, but it's been a good tired.
2: Tiring, but yes. Yeah. So, there's that.
3: There's been plenty of good coffee along the way to help with that. Yes. Thank you, ma'am, for your assistance with that.
2: As always, and I've talked about this on the main show, I highly recommend if you have a Costco near you that carries Rudamaya. It's a good coffee. We first discovered it in the actual Rudamaya store in Austin. Oh, yes, we were there in Austin, Texas. Yes. On Alpine Drive. Oh, you remember that? Yes. Wow.
3: Okay. This was pre. Hey, phone, tell me how to no, you go to where still, I'm going.
2: We were still printing out maps gotta, on MapQuest. Yeah,
3: well, uh, yeah, MapQuest. I was just, yeah, it was MapQuest. And yes, the first <laughs> few times I was like... Trying to read a paper (laughs) map and drive, and yeah, this was many years ago. (laughs) In fact, it may have been on the corner of Congress and Alpine. Oh, dang! Look
2: at you. Yes. Okay. Rudemaya, the actual roaster in Austin is probably our favorite coffee ever. But now, and and
3: if you ever get the chance to go, don't be surprised when you pull up if there isn't an old, white-haired and bearded dude doing tai chi in the. Well, in the yard beside the place. That's
2: definitely an Austin thing for sure. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Um but you can we found it at our local Costco, so that's all we've been yeah. buying. Lately. Somebody
3: sold their soul. It's not as it's not as good as the original. No,
2: because it can't the thing about going to the store is like it's
3: literally freshly roasted. It's right.
2: literally out of your, the roaster. Your car
3: yeah. would Yes! For a week. For a week! And the beans were so oily, you'd swear a drop of oil was going to fall off of each one as you held them up into the glorious sunlight. It's
2: coffee nirvana. However, since we cannot be driving back and forth or flying back and forth to Austin to get our coffee. not yet. This has been a delightful, um, not substitute for the experience, but like taste of the experience. It's like
3: watching... A current Harrison Ford movie remembering him from Star Wars.
2: Oh, as Hans Solo.
3: Hans Olo.
2: Hans Olo, my favorite Star Wars character. Yes. Okay, I think that about wraps it up for our Labor Day edition of Awesome Today. What-
3: hey, you celebrate yourself if you labor. If At- you don't celebrate the All you don't of have us to. Labor.
2: I would invite every person.
3: To go into labor? No. With Uncle Jim's baby? Shut up.
2: (laughs) Shut up. I would invite every person (laughs) to truly reflect on the labor, both seen and unseen, the visible, the invisible labor that each of us put into our lives, whether regardless of what our uh, family status looks like, all of us labor
3: in some ways. And if I may, may I? Mm, okay. I would I would encourage strength to say, as much as as we all at times would desperately love for somebody else to give us some approval. Yeah, you, you don't need that. No, that's what I'm saying. You don't need that.
2: That's what I was going to say be too. With what
3: you did, and you move on.
2: That's what I was going to say too. Celebrate yourself. Yeah. Only you. Awesome today, fam. Each of you who are listening, only you know the labor yeah. that you go through from sunup to only sundown. You
3: appreciate it. And if you get tired of doing it, you don't want to do it, don't do it.
2: Well, some people need to do their labor. What? To, you know, do things as. It depends. You know, I think most like of things us. Things like
3: pay the bills. Most of us, the things that we would look at that we truly lament and hate aren't things that actually need to be done and those are also the things where we'd really like somebody to appreciate the fact that we did the thing well yeah all of that so like in those instances like hey, yeah i mean if if it's not for you yeah and nobody's appreciating it
2: the voluntary labor but yeah. can i just say like for example cleaning out your son's room the yeah. three boys. Room. You didn't
3: need to do that. That's I
2: wanted exactly, to. That's exactly. I wanted one of the to. Things, I you? wanted to because every I time know. I walked in there, it was anxiety-producing. I don't know. So I so was you like, for that. myself. But
3: then you're all like, oh, well, I spent two hours. Did you look at it? And you well, were looking for approval listen, and all listen,
2: that. Listen, I was looking for approval because my love language, which mm, turns see. thirty years old this year, did you know that thirty years of love language um, talk in popular culture. My okay. love language is so words you're of 30? affirmation. Is that what
3: you're telling everybody? You turned 30 this year?
2: <laughs> I mean, can't you tell by looking at me? Uh-huh. My 30-year-old face. <sighs> um, <laughs> yeah.
3: Hold don't say it, sir. <laughs> sir, don't say that. There's a lot at risk right here. <laughs>
2: Hold it in. Hold it in. Um My love language is words of affirmation. So, yes, I would love for you to look at the room and be like, oh my gosh, you did a great job in here, but I don't need it. And that wasn't my motivation for cleaning out the room. My My motivation was because every time I walked in there, it was so stressful to me.
3: If I ever heard, like across the house, if I ever heard you go up an octave and up several decibels in voice and then I heard a whip crack and I came up to check things out and the boys were cleaning their room because you were like. Enough is enough. You will clean your room. I will I'll let you have my fish balls again. <laughs> I mean, I'll catch footage of a salmon swimming away <laughs> with balls behind it.
2: This is probably better delved into off mic cuz this is a specific
3: situation. I'm just yeah, it's not though. Is the thing, is it's really not. It's only specific to you, but it's exactly to the tune of what I'm talking about. Okay.
2: Well, the, okay. the main well, point is... the
3: main point, Kyle's an A-hole.
2: No. The main point and is... And a B-hole. Go look at the boys' room and just tell me that I did a good nope, job. Nope, not want to. <laughs> if it you can't didn't, happen now? If
3: you didn't do that for you, if you no, need... No, I already did. If you need any approval from me, you didn't do it for you. And if you're not doing it for you, you should never have done it.
2: When I was done, I sat for 15 minutes in the room and just enjoyed the view and it was just like, I did this it, and it looks awesome. And I was so happy with myself. I already gave okay. my own self, my reward.
3: Okay. Then however, why, you, why do you keep trying to force me up there?
2: However, if you want to look in there and say, it looks, why good, is there a
3: padlock on the outside of that door, by the way?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that is actually the solution. I need to Nico coming in at two 30 in the morning and being like, mom, mom, I had a bad dream. mom, I want to try. Ryan. There's,
3: there's an easier way that won't get you arrested. What? You buy a tent and you lock them out in the backyard.
2: We have a tent that was given to Nico for his birthday.
3: not an outdoor tent. No. That's an indoor playroom tent. And it's awesome. And it was a very thoughtful gift. Yes. But it's not the same.
2: Okay. Well, it's Labor Day. It's AJ's birthday. And it's Monday. What should the people do?
3: Enjoy some balls. Uh, get some malted vinegar. Definitely. And Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.